Welcome to How to Lose a Girl in 10 Days, the podcast where we talk about the opinions of old people and young people, from fair wages, carbon zero, sheen halls, and everything else in between. Hi everybody, welcome back to How to Lose a Girl in 10 Days. My name is Holly. And I'm Sandy. And today we're going to be talking about the minimum wage. The minimum wage, everybody's favourite and least favourite topic. Yeah, but it is topical because minimum wage has gone up, which is good. Because I'm minimum wage. Um, minimum wage is something that just gets talked about so much. Like I just, I just never stop hearing conversations about minimum wage. It's just all like every single election cycle. Yeah, it's, it's the minimum same wage, thing. healthcare, education, police. So what we're going to do today is we'll tell you all of the reasons that it's good to increase minimum wage, and then all the reasons that they say it's bad to increase minimum wage. And then we're going to go through. Um, and tell you what each party thinks about it and what their policies are or just the vibes. Okay, so let's take us away, Holly. Tell us about all the good things about the minimum wage. All the good things about the minimum wage. So obviously I think it's just good that when you have like the height of inflation and people literally cannot afford to pay their rent and buy groceries, that you increase the amount that today can earn <laughs> or are like a like a, 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 a forced to be paid because that just means that they can afford necessities and it's really bad if they can't afford necessities because you just create a lot of social issues yeah right just like the fact that people are more likely to end up homeless because they literally cannot pay rent or like they have to collect welfare and food stamps because they cannot afford to buy groceries yeah and that just sort of proves an issue on the government, right? Because the government's having to spend more on welfare. It's just an absolute social failing if you have people who cannot afford to actually live. (laughs) If they're working full-time. Like people who are working full-time and still can't afford to live. Yeah, Yes, precisely. So the increase in minimum wage is good for those reasons. And also at the moment, I think it's it's like... if you're like a one person working on minimum wage, that's kind of fine. But anybody who is like part of a family and you're working on minimum wage trying to support more than one person, it's really bad because it's proven to not be enough. So it means that like parents are working like two to three minimum wage jobs um, and working significantly more hours in order to try and provide for their family who only still scrapes by on like the bare necessities. And they can't really be there for their kids either, yeah, which and- is, you know, not good for the education like we talked about. Like we talked about last week's episode. Precisely. Um, yeah, yeah. So so it's just if people are working significantly long hours, it means they're less likely to be able to focus on good things like providing really nutritious and good meals if they're just trying to figure out what they can afford and like and going, to, to do that going to parent teacher interviews and uh, being really involved in their kids' life and being able to pay for them to like participate in like school sports. Just like all of those foundational things that are good to being able to raise a family and like be an active member of society. Yeah, and the other arguments for like increasing minimum wage go beyond just like the mere individual, and more like and more like about the whole of society. Because there's a couple of things about the minimum wage, but mainly just that it can all, like having a larger minimum wage can also be good for like small businesses, which seems mm. ironic, right? It seems ironic, but the thing is, once you give minimum wage workers more money, right, then they've got more money to spend. They tend to spend it on more stuff that's like not necessities, like this, like you know, if. It, like I'm a student, I'm a minimum wage. If my if minimum wage goes up, I'm gonna buy a co- another coffee a week, right? So you a- end up getting all of this money dumped into places like you know, like it dumped in sectors of the economy that otherwise wouldn't have it, mm. and especially in times of high inflation, when that money wouldn't be going there at all. Because like, let's be honest, there we're all experiencing the crunch, right? We're all mm. finding it a little bit hard to get by, 
we aren't going to spend as much on like that way I lose what luxuries. We aren't going to spend as much on luxury items as like we otherwise would. Yeah. And basically increasing the minimum wage means that we're more likely to be like, oh, hey, actually I can afford my budget this week and spend a little bit more money. So that helps those small businesses. Mm. Interesting. It's worth noting that raising the minimum wage doesn't just increase the minimum wage, but it usually increases the wages of everyone who earns around that, that amount as well, right? Like for instance, let's say you're earning like a dollar above the minimum wage and the minimum wage goes at 50 cents. Your employer may also be incentivized to raise your wage as well. Exactly. Because, you know, he's saying, I pay more than minimum wage and I want to, like, keep my workers. So, yeah. um, so that incentivizes that. So, yeah, that's, that's like, sort of the major arguments for, I guess. Yeah. And I think that that is. Yeah. I mean, the, I guess the other one would just be, like, it means the government has to spend less on welfare and they can spend more on, like, stuff like education and healthcare just because, yeah, yeah. like, you aren't having to give money to people who are in full-time work. I think that just, much money. I think that also some pretext to understanding what we're talking about would be if you listen to our trickle down economics podcast, um, just information there. It's 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 kind of about how the system and is 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 geared to pay people as little as physically possible, right? So people who are on minimum wage are not likely to get wage increases just by their employer being nice to them because the employer has no incentive to do that because he wants to like keep his costs as low as possible and he wants to make as much money as he can. So that means that the people at the bottom are like kept feasibly as low or like on on as low wages as they can be which is which is why you kind of have to have some kind of government enforcement in getting people higher wages because they're less likely to just get that also i think it just is important to note that this disproportionately affects members of our society in the sense that you have a lot of like maori and pacifica who are um who are more largely part of this low socioeconomic band um and like young people um and those kinds of things, which means that it's really bad because those people are less likely to be able to, you know, like have time and money to be able to put themselves through high level education and just like get promotions and work their way all the way up through the system because there has to be people at the bottom and like there has to be people doing the lowest paid jobs in order for the society to function. Like there always has to be somebody working at McDonald's and there always has to be somebody doing your cashiering at Countdown, right? So those people have to exist and it's not likely that they are, that they have the means as much as other people to be able to just like achieve promotions of their own accord. And it's there's also that whole idea of like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Like if you know you work hard, you can like get like you not you won't only get by, but you'll be successful. And like people mm. who are successful obviously have worked really hard. But when the minimum wage is like not really enough to live on properly, that can be quite hard to actually happen. Yeah, like like if you're just somebody who has a family and you're in the situation where you have to work two minimum wage jobs, so therefore you're not working forty hours a week, but you're working fifty five or sixty hours a week, you just don't have firstly extra money to like go to Welltech and be able to like pursue um like a specialized degree in something but you also just don't have time to be able to do those things to like really put in a lot of extra effort or overtime at jobs which makes you more likely to get promotions as well yeah uh, that's totally true and they're like i just have a study in front of me actually right now it's just googling while you're talking googling. Well, like, goodness me but no it's quite an interesting one so basically in um new jersey in the early 2000s they increased minimum wage by 20 percent hmm I mean, it was only to five fifty and like an hour, but like it <laughs> oh was, my it, was gosh. Like, it was like four seventy before, and like this was like you know twenty five years ago. So like inflation meant that was worth a lot more. The United States is such a mythical place to me. Minimum wage is five dollars fifty, even in the early two no, thousands. No, no. It's seven twenty five now. It's seven twenty five now. <laughs> that's actually insane to me. I, yeah. That that should not be allowed. It should not be allowed. I agree. Anyways, that's a discussion for another day. That's a, that, yeah, that's a discussion for another day. But basically, New Jersey raised their minimum wage by twenty percent, and they're right next to Pennsylvania who mm. ha- did not raise their minimum wage, and they kept it the same. And it turned out, so all the conventional wisdom 
would like would say, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later. Would say that like New Jersey because they raised minimum wage would have lost jobs, particularly mm. in like the and like the like restaurants and entertainment like sectors, which are you know hospitality sectors are always slim on cash. Mm, and indeed, indeed, they pay their workers minimum all the time. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Like I've I've worked in hospital for quite a long time, and I've only had one job that paid me one dollar more than minimum wage. Yeah. So the really interesting thing about what happened in New Jersey compared to Pennsylvania was that although the convention wisdom would say that like New Jersey would have lost jobs in the like in the towns, they actually gained them. Mm. Compared to, compared to Pennsylvania, restaurants found that they had lower turnover because staff were like, we don't have to quit to find a better job. We can stay in this one. So they were trained up more, they were more productive. So they were actually more successful. A lot of these businesses. True, because then they don't have to flit around different places and adjust to new exactly. things and systems. It's, it's, and... It encourages more like staying in your job. And also that encourages employers to like train up their employees properly. Yeah. Put more money into it. And probably it. just creates a better work environment when you oh, have yeah. a more stable connection with your coworkers and stuff like that, right? Oh, yeah. So like, there's, there's definitely a lot of benefits to raising minimum wage. And there have been a number of studies that have shown that. Hmm, interesting. Even if it doesn't necessarily um, work with the conventional wisdom. But we will talk about yeah, that now. Yeah, yeah. There are, there are very much two tracks of thought on this. Like, it's you either believe it or you don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it seems it seems like a divisive issue. People really have a set idea of what works and what doesn't. And it's, I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah. But what, but this is why it's good to also do your own research outside of this and, you know, find exactly. studies and, like, see what you think is Yeah, true, and because minimum know? wage is always such a controversial and topical and discussed topic, hmm. it's, it's, it's one that's, like, there's a lot of stuff on yeah. and it's very easy. A lot of stuff is very accessible. Mm. It's a lot of and good material. I think that with minimum wage, it isn't one of these divisive issues where it's like people want, like like people are acting out of malintent. Like I think that in minimum wage policy, largely all parties are trying to under, like to ensure the basics of like people in our country can live and have what they need. I think parties are incentivized to just like maintain those baseline things because they want to get elected and if, and and kind of like we and kind of like we said at the start if you let that slide then it's just a massive social failing. So all parties want to make this baseline really accessible. It's just kind of discussions about what the best way to do that is. Because no party really wants to have a huge unemployment or huge poverty even if yes. people everyone's working. You just get a lot of really bad rap if you do that. Yeah, and you'll get a lot of people who blame you for the situation, probably quite rightly so. Oh yeah. Definitely. Why is it bad to raise minimum wage or rhetoric yeah. surrounding that? So the major one that you will hear a lot is this idea of wage spiral of wage price spiral inflation. Basically, if I raise wages, it's more expensive for companies to operate, and because it's more expensive for companies to operate, they're going to pass the, like they're going to pass that cost onto the consumer yeah, by raising um, prices. Like as an example of this, I've worked a lot of years in like hospo and in small local cafes and all of that kind of thing. So when I was working in like a very small local um, cafe for like I worked there for quite a few years, when minimum wage costs went up, there were literally people who lost their jobs or got significantly fewer hours because the owner of the small business just could not afford to pay us that much money. And they... And we also had to like increase the cost of food and things like that, which meant that we just like got less people coming, um, coming down to the cafe and stuff like that, which was just bad because that's just like a never ending spiral of not earning as much money as you can. Right. And then also people just like having high levels of unemployment or people not being able to get hours. So we'll leave that job and, you know, uh, creates all sorts of issues. I think that in response to what Zandy was saying about like, People will have more money to spend on luxuries. I think that like this is somewhat true, but it also exists in the argument of like small businesses are often these kind of 
like companies that produce small boutique items are like luxuries quote unquote right so i think that people who buy luxuries in general are people who usually have that money to start with like people who are like somewhat middle class who earn a steady wage and are quite comfortable in their job maybe have a mortgage and each weekend they go out and have brunch at a local cafe i think that those are the more consistent customers that small businesses have as opposed to like students who might go and get a coffee every one time i think that it's that's probably more of the demographic that makes up makes up who shops at small businesses and even though i think that students who might or like people who have lower incomes who might be able to get one more coffee a week i think comparatively the difference that that makes is probably not as big as those people who just go and help small businesses anyway so i think that you that because these people are going to go down and spend money at this local cafe whether or not minimum wages increased if the small business has to raise their prices, then that person who was going to spend that money anyway will just go to somewhere that's a little bit cheaper because people just like cheap things, right? Yeah. But then I guess it comes into the, the sort of issue where is it better to have full unemployment but a large portion of the population, even though they're working full-time, unable to support themselves mm. or have a slightly reduced unemployment, like, um, like employment, but like have everyone who's working able to probably live a decent life? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that that's a very tough way up though. There's just yeah. like so many variables it is, it is. with that. Um, I think that all of the classic wisdom that we talk about in terms of minimum wage and why you shouldn't increase it is largely like if you have Countdown, the CEO of Countdown earns, I don't know, like millions of dollars or whatever, like has really, really high profits. And he's probably quite unwilling to like take a cut to that. So if you were to make, raise minimum wage and make that man pay, I don't know, all of his cashiers more, then probably what will happen is that he will therefore raise grocery prices. So then anybody who does get increase in the minimum wages is therefore forced to just spend more money on necessities that they would st- that they are already spending money on, right? So then it kind of, like, the argument there is that it, it'll just cancel out. Yeah, I mean, but I guess the issue with that argument is it assumes that the only source of inflation is from wages, yeah. which is simply not true. Like, maybe when the, like, economics was first starting out, we have very much, like, the entire supply chains in the country like you've got a very heavily unionized workforce, all of these factors like where any sort of price increase almost always comes from employment don't really hold true anymore. Because like most mm. of our, like nowadays with our inflation, like studies have shown that like, when even just looking at the stats, sorry, I think the average wage increase for workers in New Zealand last year was something like three or 4%, like yeah. in that range. Mm. But like inflation rate was seven or 8%, which means that like, although wages are going up, they aren't the primary driver of inflation anymore. And in fact, you always see all these headlines talking about how these corporations are bragging about their record profits while also complaining they don't have enough money to pay their staff. Yeah. But <laughs> that's a different story. But basically, you have all of these companies saying that we're making record profits and you are seeing wages going up slower than the rate of inflation. So at some point, you've got to ask, maybe Where wages is inflation coming yeah, from? Maybe, maybe wages aren't the only source of inflation. And if that's true, because inflation is going to exist either way, you may as well allow the like the like the most underprivileged in society to like have more to have more yeah yeah this is kind of where you get into the discussion of what price gouging is which is something you you will probably hear more about if you interact i think specifically left-wing media really likes to talk about price gouging and the way that companies do it but it but it's like the idea that if inflation is going up due to other means I don't know, like the CEO of Countdown, can raise grocery prices by, I don't know, 7% and, let's, and let's, blame it on inflation. Yeah, and what tends to happen here is that 
And this is this is actually something said by this, I think it was the CEO of JP Morgan being like, I love inflation because it allows me to raise my prices or something like that. Yeah. It was some absurd statement. I think he regretted saying it. But basically the argument goes is that inflation might be at 7%. So this allows a company to raise their prices by 9% and argue it's because of inflation. Mm. And because it's kind of hard to tell, like, if it's true or not, that means companies can actually increase their profit margins while pushing inflation up even higher. Yeah, so they kind of use inflation in order to just like exploit the people who buy from them even more right i think that's yeah there's there's a lot of discourse about why that happens but because that does happen and because that also then contributes to inflation just because things are more expensive they just create more inflation by doing that it just creates big cost of living issues for all of those people so yeah this is this kind of gets into like the the ethics of of corporate New Zealand, I suppose. I, I think it does. <laughs> Which is I mean, a quite quite a deep topic, but it's kind of scratching the surface of like inflation is also caused through other reasons, not just yeah. minimum wage workers getting a little bit more cash. And I think the whole discussion about minimum wage causing inflation does really mean that you're putting the middle classes up against people who are working these lower jobs when the primary cause of inflation aren't necessarily that anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah. What are the primary causes of inflation, though, Zandy? Give me three. Quick um, fire. Well, Go. Okay. We've got supply chain issues. You'll, you'll hear that war in Ukraine talked about so much whenever companies justify re- increasing their prices. Like, how much does a war in Ukraine even affect New Zealand to that not, extent? Not I really. really don't think the, it does. The, the major issue with the war in Ukraine was that it increased the price of oil massively for a while. And that's why you had the petrol issues, And you right? had the petrol issues, which but meant it was also, more expensive to do shipping. But additionally, there was price gouging going on Bingo. with petrol companies because they blamed the war in Ukraine and saying, we have supply chain issues and raised prices, even though the war in Ukraine didn't affect them that badly. Yeah. Pretty much. Dodgy stuff. What's the other one? This is this is this is quick fire. Second reason for inflation. Corporate profits. Corporate profits. I mean we really Pro- talked about that gouging. one earlier. Price <laughs> gouging. Yeah. Um the other big one is like because everybody else is doing it. Like it's not just like mm. price gouging, but it's it's like a because everybody else is raising their prices, we now have to raise our prices to cover for the like let's say we're a cafe, right? And the company we buy our ingredients from has raised their prices. We have to raise our prices to like right, yeah, to make just, up for that. Just, just to match so it. it's sort of like a it's a spiral, right? So like if some co- like big companies decide to start raising their prices, everybody else has to start following suit. Mm, interesting. Yes. Yeah. There's a, like a whole stream of different causes of inflation. But basically that kind of leads to the idea that it's not necessarily just raising minimum wage workers that causes inflation. So if we were to raise them, that wouldn't increase inflation by really large amounts like a lot of um, big parties like to tell you about. Yeah. A lot of parties say that we shouldn't raise minimum wages because it's going to contribute to inflation. But comparatively, when we think inflation is already happening, it's just kind of moving the bottom barrier up a little bit so people are a little bit more comfortable in the environment that's just like predetermined and already happening. It's also worth noting that like Labour since they've been in charge has been raising minimum wage pretty steadily. And it's yeah. only been recently we've been experiencing high inflation. So this may be said there as well. Yes. And also just like the global situation because of COVID. Um I think that kind of ties into yeah. the supply chain stuff you're talking about. So yeah. COVID I mean, stuff. Yeah so basically just a rundown on like the major cons that are discussed to raise the minimum wage is the argument of low unemployment, like Holly was talking about, like lowering unemployment, um, increased inflation, which is kind of run, rings a bit hollow sometimes when you think about the other causes, and just, what was, did we talk about anything else? I feel like it was a fair we just, discussed before the podcast. All I've got is leads to job losses, forces small businesses to raise prices to stay afloat. Ah, oh, another one that I saw, I forgot to mention this, is that studies say that other benefits that you get from jobs are way more likely to be reduced if they've got to pay you a higher wage. So say that you work in a cafe and you get like 
50% off all food or say that you like get a free meal when you're working, which is like quite common, I think, in hospo. Those kinds of benefits, those things are way more likely to be reduced and like extra job benefits if they're forced to pay you a higher wage. But arguably, I would like to have more money than those extra benefits. I think I think that those things are a real like you can't really compare them. They're, they, they, they're, yeah. they're, they're a big toss up depending on what job you get and what those benefits actually are. <laughs> exactly, like a, a staffy from Macca's. I'm not really sure about. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. like but like some cafes, if you work a shift, will give you like a like a full meal, which I think comparatively is quite good because you can also take some of that home and have that for like lunch the next day, which is oh, quite true. good for people. That, that as is, well, that is pretty good. Is I, like, I'm not disagreeing with that. You know? but like, um, so I, I I think that is very like variable depending on the job, but yeah. but I think that that's just a good thing that is more likely to get taken away according to studies if we raise minimum wages. Yeah. overview of what do different parties think about it. So firstly, we have National. National haven't really released an exact policy on this. Like, It's just a lot of rhetoric at the moment. And news they do interviews. love their rhetoric. They love some good rhetoric. Um, so what I've kind of figured out is that they don't really want to make, raise minimum wages a lot. Yeah. They don't really want to do it strongly. But they say that they are pro-raising minimum wages, wages, but only just to match inflation, like, I don't know, 25 or 50 cents per year, like they did when, I don't know, they had other prime ministers in previously. I, I could not tell you if they raised minimum wage when they were in charge. Supposedly they did. I was reading about it. Okay. But only by like 25 to 50 cents per year. Oh, it's going like, to break the it's, bank. It's, it's, it's literally like only to match inflation and nothing more to contribute to like further cost of living stuff. So they are pro-raising it in theory, but they criticise a lot of what the Labour government has been doing by hiking it in big amounts because they claim that that's going to contribute to inflation. Also, Nicola Willis <laughs> did an interview like earlier this year, I think in like February, and just said like, if National were in charge, we wouldn't have had to raise the minimum wage as much because we just wouldn't have let inflation happen. Which I think is such a like I'm pretty sure that's not within her control. No, I, don't, I mean to be to be clear, I'm 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 not an economics girly, but it's it's it, I, I'm like yeah, I'm not convinced by that argument. Basically, it's saying that the government has a lot more power over inflation than they really do, and we could probably have a whole episode about what the government could and couldn't do about inflation. But let's be honest, like just like, I think that just the first response is just like inflation was experienced globally really really intensely so that proves that it was not a new zealand or government specific issue yeah i think new zealand hasn't fared as well as some other countries similar to us i think australia is doing better yeah i think they are but like yeah i mean most countries are pretty, I think pretty that bad there is that there is some marginal benefit you can get by like borrowing and not borrowing and all of that kind of stuff yeah, and there's there's different but, takes on the policies and stuff, but it's so it's a long story. Maybe they could have improved it marginally, but then that comes into the whole weighing up of like, do you care about people living through COVID or like, I don't know, the yeah. economy? That that's that's also a whole nother deep issue. Um, so maybe maybe they could have marginally improved it, but probably not by a significant amount, and they probably would have had to raise the minimum wage as well in order to like keep people being able to live. Okay, but like moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, Labour, yes, they love raising minimum wages. That's what they've been doing, like Danny said, pretty consistently since they've been yeah. in power. Because their goal when they first took office was to raise the minimum wage slowly. I think they put they put they postponed it a little bit because of COVID, mm. but it was to raise the minimum wage until it was equal to the living wage at the time. 
I think living wage at the time was. But now living wage there. has been bumped up yeah. to now like $26, I think yeah. is now the living wage. Yeah, the living wage has risen because of inflation. But the idea that Labour was doing is we're going to raise the minimum wage slowly just to eventually get to the living wage. And they've basically done that. Like the minimum wage is a lot higher than it was when Jacinda first took office. Yeah. And now Hopkins has boosted it yet again because of inflation. They yeah. love it. They do love That's it. That's their favourite activity is to raise the minimum wage. <laughs> but, but that being said, they do cop a lot of shit from other parties for doing that yeah. because because of all of those things. Firstly, Greens, which we'll talk about, criticize them because they think that it should just be a living wage, just bump it straight to a living wage. Um, and then right-wing parties... Or more aggressively bump it to a living wage. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. They don't want to like bump it straight up. Oh, but... no, yes, but just do things more yeah. more effectively. Um, and then right-wing parties just say you shouldn't be boosting it this high at all. Yeah, or you so shouldn't be boosting it at all. They just they just cop a lot of slack from both sides. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's tends to be what governing parties do. Yeah, You always exactly. have people criticizing you. So. So, then, so then on to Greens, basically what I said, they think that the minimum wage and the living wage should be the same thing, which is a similar policy to what Labour initially had, but now living wage has been boosted to 26. Like, only as of, like, last week or something, I think. Oh, um, I think it's, like, as of Monday. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they, yeah. they've I'm, just I'm, boosted it to, to 26. But, yeah, so so Greens are pro, like, aggressively raising the minimum wage um, so that it eventually matches living wage. Um, yes, because for context living wage is the wage in which an in th- this independent organization called like living wage new zealand that is what they have identified as like the bare minimum that a new zealander needs to comfortably survive um in this society right so it's different to minimum wage um so there are lots of like government organizations often pay living wage because it's a good thing for them to seem to be doing and lots of other i don't know ethically responsible companies also like to say that they pay living wage um because it's just a good thing to be competitive when you're trying to get people to work for you yeah um so then we have act act wants to pause minimum wage increases for three years this is like comparatively quite an extreme measure compared to every other party that's sort of like a we should handle inflation because what it does essentially mean and this is the thing is that it means in real terms if inflation continues as it is workers will be getting like a pay cut of like up to 18 percent right because if you get like six percent inflation year on year because inflation is currently still going up. I think we're about to hit a recession. Oh, I don't actually know. I might be spreading misinformation. Well, the, it's, the New Zealand economy did shrink last quarter. If it shrinks again this quarter, we're technically in a recession. Oh, I see. But it's it's a very technical term. And inflation and the economy are shrinking are two different things. Oh. You can have the economy dropping massively like through the, like, the ground and have inflation sky high. Like they have in Venezuela. And that's not necessarily a recipe for success. Oh, interesting. Basically... Inflation can still be high and the economy can still be shrinking, which yeah. means that the cost of living can still go up. And if you're pausing minimum wages, then people just take pay cuts. And that's really bad because it means that people therefore will like not be able to afford rent or groceries or those things that we told you are like quite important. Yeah. Because um, like basically the idea is if you have a 2% pay rise and the inflation rate's 3%, you've basically received a 1% pay cut in real terms. Like you're spending, mm, your, your yeah. purchasing power is dropped by 1%. Yes. Um, Act's reasoning for this like three-year moratorium is that it gives small businesses a break because Act's, Act's reasoning is that, yes, like small businesses suffer greatly when you increase minimum wage because they have to pay their workers more and therefore you have higher unemployment because people lose their jobs and things just get more expensive. So he's saying to take the pressure off small businesses, we need to stop raising minimum wage so then they can catch up. Yeah. 
But like we argued earlier, some like a lot of small businesses do actually benefit from raising the minimum wage, according to surveys and studies that have been performed overseas. And then we have top. So that's top, interesting. I don't actually know their fallacy on this one. Top, like minimum in terms of minimum wage. Well, like they just like this thing that's called a UBI, which is a universal basic income. The merits and downsides of that can be like um, explored in another episode. In fact, they probably should be. Yeah, I'm not sure what that policy is on having minimum wage or not. Top's minimum wage policy is unclear, but they want a universal basic income, which means that everybody gets a certain amount of money, no matter what job you have or who you are. Um, there are lots of dis- there's lots of discussion to be had about a UBI, of which we'll talk about <laughs> in a different episode. So finally, we have uh, Te Pāti Māori, the Māori Party. Um, <laughs> they they say that they will immediately raise minimum wage to twenty five dollars an hour. I don't. I this this also feels somewhat extreme in contrast to other like more mainstream parties. Um, I think that here that is quite a significant hike, and I think that wage increases do have to be done in small ish amounts, so things just don't jump in price, and then so companies can't massively price gouge and just be like, we're gonna make everything cost way way more and have more justification to do that. But I don't really know. What do you think about I mean, that, Sandy? Yeah, I think it's just like. You want to do stuff slowly. Mm. Just like it's better not to rock the books, even even if it doesn't actually have an impact on the economy. What matters more is that people think it will have an impact on the economy. Yeah, people so will just come at you. If, if you if you do this big shock that like shock shock trooper treatment, you might actually scare businesses more than they need to be scared because they're scared they'll spend less than you're like because like a lot of the economy is just and psychology, just like right? Cut workers because they're afraid it's going to have yeah. bad impact. It's, it's, on it's them. all it's all of psychology. Like it's more what people will think will happen rather than what actually happens because that's yeah. how the economy works. Um, yeah, so it it may have a bad effect on the economy. It may not, um, but it's more it's probably more likely to have bad effects because people perceive it as quite an extreme thing to do. Um, so that's kind of a summary of what the main parties think about minimum wage. Policy, I think we've covered all the parties that are in government, plus top, who's like the next, I don't know, closest to getting in government. Yeah. Hopefully that was a good summary of pros and cons of raising the minimum wage. Um, and then also a little bit of an overview of what each party thinks about it. If you have any questions, drop them through. We can try and do, do our best to answer them. Um, a lot of you want to know about um, like transport and that kind of thing. So I think we'll try and do an episode on that. Lots yeah. of exciting things to come in the pre-election roll-up. It's very exciting because finally parties are signed to release policy. Yay, we have <laughs> things to talk about now. Thank you for listening. And as always, we'll see you next week.